0: Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with The Most Phil Better. And today's guest, I'm excited because we have the chief nerd. At the Modern Health Nerd, where she uses smart strategies and great content to help brands connect with their customers. I'm talking about Sam Hunton, who is a graduate of the Bauman College Nutrition Consultant Program and the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutritional Studies Plant-Based Nutrition Certificate Program. That's a mouthful and has over 12 years of experience writing for the web her work has appeared on nutritionstudies.org and Upside by VitaCost and has been featured on Green Queen Media she's also been a guest on several podcasts including Vegan Stories Vegan Visibility and the Protein X Virtual Coffee Series and Let's Eat with Mark Samuel in her free time of course Sam enjoys the simple things of reading and studying the Bible Cooking plant-based foods, visiting farmers' markets, and knitting crazy socks. I'm gonna to have to ask her if she can get me one. Uh please, everybody, put your hands together for Sam Huddington and welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Phil.
0: Did I mess up at any point in the pronunciation of anything there? I feel I did.
1: <laughs> well, it's Houghton, but you would not did- believe you would <sighs> not believe the permutations I've had of my last name throughout my uh throughout my life including by the principal at my school more than once who should have known how to pronounce my name.
0: <laughs> well as a someone who has a, a, a French last name it's not better it's Lemire I fully understand how people can destroy the name and how to I apologize. Um, welcome to the show even though I butchered your name. Um, how are you doing today? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of a combination of being a little little tired just because I've been doing a lot of brain work today. But also at the same time, I'm feeling pretty good because I spent part of the space between Christmas and New Year's doing some planning for 2023. So I've got a, a trajectory to go on and that always feels uh, exciting.
0: I love that. All right. So yeah, this is something I like to touch on and we're going to get into that. So for, before I do anything, would you mind introducing yourself? I did read off this uh, beautiful intro that I wrote for you with AI um, and it had some funny like programs in there that I did, I've never heard of. Um, so we're, we'll definitely be asking questions about that. But how about you give us a, a, a human um, introduction about yourself?
1: Well, As you read, I am a graduate of both Bowman College and the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. And I'll give you a tiny little background on that. I'll give you the condensed version. Uh, When I was a teenager, I went vegetarian for silly reasons. And then I went vegan because I'm lactose intolerant. And it was interesting because back then, vegan food was basically tofu hot dogs and that funky cheese that tasted worse than the package it came in. So I didn't really know what I was doing. But as I got into it, I got really fascinated by the nutrition and health aspect of it. So I took the plant-based nutrition certificate course, and then I wanted to become a health coach. So I went to the Bowman College uh, program. There wasn't really a, a prominent plant-based specific program, but that one was a little more whole food based and really learned a lot of interesting stuff there. So that got me into like health coaching. And I was, I've been a writer like my whole life. I've always been telling stories. And so I did some you know, small time vegan food blogging just for the fun of it. And then was a health coach for a while. Beginning of 2020, hooked up with a business coach and kind of merged the health coaching and the writing into what I'm doing now, which is basically long form content writing for brands in like plant-based, better for you, functional space. I'm expanding a little bit though. I really am fascinated by like tech. I've had Uh, experience writing in like finance i'm dipping my toes into web 3 a little bit and i'm also part of a writers collective called foster where we provide human peer editing for people to uh, improve their writing and we do some other stuff too events and, and things like that and so that's been pretty fun and that's uh that's me pretty much also i am swatching for a sock
0: okay wait 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 are you doing that live on the show as as we're talking like that's how incredible you are is that what we're ta- are you just trying to show off that you can do two things at once
1: i'm just i'm somebody who gets antsy really easy so i kind of learned how to do basic knitting type stuff when i'm doing other things that
0: okay show off um uh, <laughs> so What, what, what made you decide to go become like a long form writer? Like, what was it that were you always decided to be like a freelancer? Like you were never like one, because apparently you just, for silly reasons, became a vegetarian, which we don't have to touch on, but you said silly reasons. So um, was it a silly reason you went into entrepreneurship or was, was it, there was a genuine reason that you decided to,
1: but, you know, I tried a lot of the traditional trajectories And it didn't really click. And we had like a family business going on for a while. So I was able to help with that. And when I was doing the health coaching, it wasn't, you know, it's a hard sell here. Uh, It's a hard sell in upstate New York health coaching. I think it might be a little easier now because we're getting a little more eclectic. You know, we have a big, big farmer's market, a few small ones. We're getting a little bit more into the natural and some more like vegan plant-based places around here. But I discovered, unfortunately, what is a content mill. And I didn't know what content mills were at the time, where you just sign up and get a lot of low-paying content jobs. But, you know, for my first foray into it, I was like, oh, cool, I can just sign up for this site and write stuff and get paid. So I actually managed to make a living doing that for a while. But I wanted to get out of that because it's pretty much a hamster wheel. You hit a ceiling where you can't make any more nothing. You can't use anything in your portfolio. It's really not. There's no career advancement there. So... I think the thing that really pushed me from doing that into doing what I'm doing now was uh, the business coach that I had. He was one of those people who was super enthusiastic. And every time you got off the phone with him was like, yes, I can do this. (laughs) And I never really had somebody who mm, supported me in that way and made me feel confident that yes, I could step out of where I was and do something That was a little scary for me, like start pitching companies cold and and doing all sorts of things. So he kind of gave me that push and that's how I got into it. And honestly, since then, I've started to expand a little more and step out of my comfort zone and start going back to doing like personal writing. You know, back in the day, everybody had a live journal or an open diary or something. She said dating herself as an older millennial and (laughs) hello, elder millennial. I feel you. Um, I feel you there. <laughs> so I wanted to get back to personal writing. I used to write a lot creatively and do personal writing, and so I'm dipping my toes back into that. You know, launched a Substack newsletter, and that might wind up being something else that I do. We'll see where it goes. I
0: love. I love how you're you're you're, you're not content just staying. Like you tried the nine to five, which I think a lot of millennials were sold. We were sold that as young. You go to school, go to university get a job with a big corporation, they'll take care of you because that's what they did with our, our grandparents and our families, right? In reality, it's a giant lie. It's not true. Um, but you kind of had growing up an entrepreneurial life, even though it wasn't as it is now with digital, with your parents having that family store, or you had the family store. So do you feel that because you were growing up in that world of entrepreneurship that you it was harder for you to transition, do the typical nine to fives?
1: I think it was kind of a combination of things. Um, and also because we had the, with the way that the everything was that English with the way that everything was with family business, it was actually like an in-house thing. And so it was just on the cusp of when everything was going online. And so transitioning from things like, you know, advertising in a catalog to having a website. And I was the one who knew how to do the website stuff because I was growing up in it. And I think <laughs> I think just having the experience of doing things at home, not really having to commute, being able to do different things instead of just one thing all the time. And also having the experience of going out and working and doing things like working in food service, working at a bookstore, working in just those little jobs that you get when you're a young, you know, an older teenager, young 20 something, having those experiences realizing that it's just it's it's a grind and maybe it isn't for everybody i know some people who work in those kinds of jobs and they are perfectly content and i had friends who worked in them and were perfectly content but it just didn't jive with me i think it was just that uh, and being an introvert
0: (laughs) that that generally yeah that that i can understand that no i i i'm always curious because Luckily with this podcast, I get to talk with a lot of different entrepreneurs and how they got into it. And I'm always curious because I didn't grow up with the typical entrepreneurial uh, people in my life. I didn't, I look back, I did have entrepreneurs in my life, but I didn't realize at the time. And so I use this podcast to learn. And so whenever I have someone who had somewhat of a typical entrepreneurial youth i'm always curious about like how did that did it, it was that an effect so that you didn't go into the nine to fives and go into that corporate that we were sold was it because of your like was it more uh nurturing instead of nature or whatever the, however that words i think a pod like a writer and a podcaster can't even use the english language that they're using wow i feel sorry for people listening to this episode they'll be like what? are they drunk i promise that's I'm okay sober. we
1: talk real good
0: yeah we talk real good um moving on. So you connected with this business coach and I want to touch on that. Like how important do you think it was to your career connecting with that business coach and having that support, like that person who's that cheerleading you on, making you feel like you can do anything?
1: I think it was really important because he had also had experience doing things that I had never done, like using online tools to prospect for clients and doing cold outreach which you know I'm I'm not a huge fan of cold outreach I have really pulled way back on that and do more of like a personal it's still kind of cold but it's more personalized now mm-hmm. but just learning the frameworks and him you know being somebody who coaches uh people to do this sort of thing and him believing that it was possible for me to do it just having somebody else who was there to answer questions who could teach me the frameworks and to get me going and kind of get me on a a, kind of like that upward ramp that you go on when you're on a roller coaster having somebody to be there and say okay this is the next step or these are the next things you need to learn that was really helpful and it got me thinking more along the lines of instead of hitting a wall and being like I can't do this if I hit a wall I'd be like okay Clearly, I need to just learn something to go the next step. I just don't have all the information. And it was a mindset shift for me. Because a lot of the times I would think, oh, this isn't working. How come I can't do this? There must be something wrong with me or with what I'm doing. Instead of thinking, well, I've just never done this before. So maybe I just don't know what to do next. And I need to go find out. And also the idea that it doesn't matter if I don't know. Someone else knows. They've done it before. So it, it was really liberating in that sense.
0: I love that. Like that was just like four golden nuggets you just dropped. I didn't even ask for it, and it's like, I and mean, it, like as you're saying, it's like, okay, looks like I need another type of coach. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. where do where do you want to go? Like, obviously, you're you're having the time of your, or hopefully having the time of your life doing what you're doing. I know you're knitting, so that's you're at least doing something you love, uh, but where do you want to go? Like what, what is like a dream that you like to hit in your, uh, or something on your bucket list, bucket list regarding your, your career?
1: You know, I have wanted to write like a book, not just like I did an ebook, you know, over the summer, I did an ebook, just kind of uh, distilling information about plant-based diets because there's so much disinformation, like misinformation out there. And there's so much yeah, like tribalism and you know splitting hairs so I was finally like you know what I'm gonna write something about this but you know that was an ebook that I self-published on Amazon and not to um, you know be down on that because a lot of people do that and they do quite well with it but I would actually like to write a book uh, maybe more than one and that is something that I feel like I want to move toward is doing more of the personal writing and even like within the business side of it helping other people do more writing that matters I feel like a lot of the internet content we've just reached peak saturation with everything that is written for the algorithms and everything that is written for SEO and obviously SEO has its place if you're a business and you want your brand to rank your products pages to rank that's super important but I feel like There are so many people with really interesting stories and with things to say that would spark discussions. And I really believe that if people would lean into that, we could actually make significant changes to society and to the world. And so I'd like to not only support people in doing that, but also do some of my own writing and kind of step out. And uh, I'll just borrow a phrase from my friend Rob Hardy. He runs on Gated Media. Step out and be courageous. You know, and just say things that need to be said. And that's kind of where I'm going with with the other aspects of my writing right now is exploring that. So we'll see where it goes.
0: I love that. Ooh, I'm interested to see where you go. I want to talk about your book. (laughs) What would your book be on? Would it be a fiction? Would it be a knowledge kind of book? Would it be your story?
1: I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would like to, um, I come from a, I come from a Christian worldview and I would like to write a little more on, I did a pop-up newsletter over not this summer, but the summer before that, uh, called consuming ourselves. And it's still up on Substack if people want to read it. It was about food and body image and, all of that from like a Christian perspective. And I would actually like to explore that further in a book because I feel like there's not a lot helpful said about that from a Christian perspective. I, when I was younger, I struggled with an eating disorder and that was weird. Like it was bizarre, like being in that and coming out of that and also like coming into uh, a Christian worldview at the same time. And I still have a lot of things I'd like to say about food and body image but I also had a thought about writing a book about identity and the way that it has changed and the, the way that people approach, like, shaping their identities has changed and my, like, concerns about that. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd write a book about, of personal essays, too. That's what I do on my current sub stack. You never know what will happen.
0: I love it. No, I, I love that. It's like it's, you're open to all. And you're, but you're not close to anything. So that's like, that's a fun time. Um, in your journey so far, has there been a moment? That may, like, from a client win that you're like, yeah, I'm so happy I was able to get that client win to maybe uh, an achievement or something that you were able to get done. Like, you're sitting on top of, like, uh, Mount Everest being like, holy crap, I'm on the top of Mount Everest here to, you know, like, a win in a business. Like, you never thought you would hit a goal. You would never thought you'd hit that. Something that sustains you during the down days that we all have in business.
1: Well, Honestly what sustains me during the down days is my business runs on prayer i make no secret of that but in terms of actual like business wins i had a client once who was a functional mushroom company and i am a, i'm the chief nerd for a reason i love stuff like that i legit spent the time that i worked with them writing nerdy content about medicinal mushrooms like shaga and reishi looking at scientific papers reading scientific mushroom books and then i'd get on you know, chats with the client and we'd talk work for a while and then we'd be talking about like things that had nothing to do with it and we were just total nerds and that was really fun i felt like it was it was almost like having a client and like a friend in a way that wasn't you know detrimental business wise because we were both very business minded and also both nerds for what we did so that was i think my most fun client and we're still in touch so we we still catch up once in a while and i had one other moment that was really i don't know it was one of those things where when the client said it i was like i had no idea that this was happening i it was a client where i was working on you know his business story and his marketing materials and when we were done he's like you know you really helped me find my voice i wasn't confident in posting this or this and now i really feel like i i've refined you know and found my voice and i was like like us being on zoom and you like brain dumping that helped so that <laughs> you never know what people are going to benefit from so that was really fun um and I, I felt i felt good about that because i just felt like maybe that's something else i could do like even now as i go to lean a little bit more into like the stories and the meaningful content maybe that's something else i could uh help people with i love that no
0: well it's important that people find their voice and i think we we all lost our voices and how we talk and how we communicate because we we don't want to be we don't want to be we want to be protected we don't want to show this and be rejected and hurt and uh, having someone show us the, how yeah you can use your voice and no one's going to get mad at you people are going to resonate with it and i think uh you helped do that And i think that would be a great great thing to do um trying to think of well so obviously you chose i'm always interested in people's names that they provide themselves like the chief nerd like this is your company you can call yourself the founder you can call yourself the ceo you can give yourself thousands of of the prototypical titles that business has what made you choose the chief nerd
1: yeah i tried founder and for me for me it felt kind of stuffy just for what i do i think i feel like founder is more like when you make a product or you put some like really interesting tech innovation out into the world you have like founder sits well but when you're like writing long form content like founder just doesn't sit and i thought well wait a minute one of the reasons i love doing this is because i'm a huge nerd for all of these different topics health and literally i will dive into almost anything i mean you you can't see it but this this bookshelf over here like there's one and a half double shelves of like my bible study type books and then there's like another bookshelf down on my other side that's too deep on some of my food books and there's more on this bookshelf so i will literally like dive into things just head first and nerd out about them and i enjoy having nerdy conversations and I'm also the person who has the t shirt that's got like a picture of a cat in a lab coat wrestling with a ball of yarn, and the shirt says string theory research. <laughs> so that's my personality.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh god i love that i love the 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 quest for knowledge like regardless of what it is you just want to have that knowledge and go deep into the subjects you love i think that is a huge trait that entrepreneurs all share this nerd nerdism for our our particular love um because you're you you trying to figure out like a i want to ask you for a tip but i'm not sure like I can obviously ask you about uh, health and eating and all that tip. And there's probably a plethora of them out there And your ebook, obviously is a great place to start. Ah, I got it. If you could give a piece of advice, for someone choosing to go into the long-form content, maybe not necessarily uh, in the health world, but maybe in tech or in another dispense, another part of it, but specifically sticking with long-form personalized content, do you have any advice or any tips for them?
1: Think of yourself as a writer and don't think just think of yourself as like a content writer, but think of yourself as a writer. One of the big things that I see and that I think is uh, going to differentiate, mm, wish there was a better word than that, that is really going to make people stand out, especially as more and more people realize that we are saturated with enough, you know, five vegan gifts for your vegan dad (sighs) for your vegan father's day, as vegan posts <laughs> and yeah you're laughing you know what i'm talking about. I,
0: I i do and it's 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 hilarious because like they're just throwing in the keywords as many times yep. in the title instead yep. of just one oh my god i love yeah. it
1: yeah uh actually there's a, i like to i like to throw out a little plug for this when i talk about this i mentioned my friend uh, rob earlier he has this great thing called the ungated manifesto and he calls all that the pattern so like huge just Shameless plug for Rob, because everyone I know who has read that is like, yes, I understand. So as the pattern gets more and more pre- you know, prevalent, I see a lot of people who want to break away from it. So if you're going to be going into like long form content writing, yes, people will want you to know about SEO. Yes, they will want you to be able to work from a content brief. Those things are important. But if you can deliver them, quality content from an actual writer who cares about things like grammar and spelling and punctuation and who cares about things flowing properly and sounding right and not just being something that got whacked out because somebody wants their blog to rank. I think that's going to be really important because quality writing does not just inform or entertain, but it actually is like a beautiful art in and of itself. To that end, I would highly recommend two books by a man named Jack Hart, Wordcraft and Storycraft. Now, they focus a little bit more on journalistic and narrative nonfiction, but I read them both and I want to reread them because they are very actionable and I feel like they changed the way I approach writing, made it more of a craft and less of a, I'm going to write this so that I appear on Google.
0: Which is, I think, uh, I, I'm looking more and more forward to that. And especially with uh, the, uh, Mike, so here's a follow-up to that. With, lights are on, um, with AI, <laughs> as I bring on AI, my uh, the AI system in my house is turning on. Um, it's
1: watching you, Phil. Is it, oh, what
0: are you saying about us? Um, with I can't the, like, do that, Phil. I know. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm always watching my shoulders. Um, but with like the tools like ChatGPT and uh, Rewrite and Blogger and or not Blogger, but all these, uh, tools that use AI to create content. Do you see it? Well, no. That's going to cause. Do you see that being a threat to long form?
1: No, because they can't think. They can't think, and they cannot create beauty they cannot create form the way that human beings can um there's a few i have a few thoughts on this i think ai can be a very good tool i've actually used small ai tools when i've been stuck on rewriting something and it's if you've been inside your own content for so long that it's just going around and around in your brain using an ai tool to like rearrange a paragraph can really snap you out of that and be like oh That's the word I was looking for, or yeah, that sounds better, and that's where I need to go. So I think they can be good tools. Um, And also for things like blog introductions, which have a tendency to be um, a little bit repetitive, it can kind of help you get ideas of how to get out of the repetitious forms. So you're not always writing the blog introduction that goes, let's take a look at, or here's how to. And I've gotten stuck in that. Um, But as far as AI generating, content that will replace human written long form. I don't see it happening, especially, well, you were saying before too, like we've lost our voices, right? Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is we've become so scared to be uncertain. We have to, we have to be always making definitive statements. This is how things are. This is how things are going to be. But as humans, there's always, there's always that organic kind of element. And I think we need that for writing. And that's, I mentioned being in the writer's collective foster. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the premises is you cannot replace um, people with AI. You need a human touch. That's going to look at it from a human brain that has human emotions, human experiences. And that's the other thing. AI can't have experiences. And you were mentioning resonating with a voice. How are people going to resonate with something that came from a machine? I mean, they might, you know, it might be good for writing informative content, like how to put together that or... Yeah. Yeah. Or like how to put together that thing that has really, really bad instructions that you ordered <laughs> off of Amazon. We've all been there, but it can't, it can't, um, it can't write like the story of a founder who grew up in, you know some far-flung country and discovered a very interesting ingredient that grows nowhere else and that's why they made this product. It's not going to be able to tell that story in a way that's going to resonate with other humans. So I think that that is going to be a big differentiator too for people who are writing long-form content, bringing that human element instead of just always pounding out things that are the same.
0: I love it. I, I love how you're you're not scared of the AI. You're like this is a tool we can use to make ourselves better, and I I like that because you're you know it's it's coming. It's going to be replacing some type of jobs, but it's going to be able to be used. If you can use it efficiently, you're going to be even better. At your job and I, I like that you're looking at it as a tool and not a co- competition uh we are coming to the end near the end of the episode which I hate because I'm having a fun time I'm also wondering how far along on your sock are you
1: <laughs> well this is actually this is actually what's called a, a swatch I need to, because I'm going to be working from a sock pattern I need to make sure it's going to be the right size uh, so I have a little just a little bit of
0: oh just a little you're just here. getting the size. okay well
1: these are also very small needles and it's very small yarn because so. <laughs> they are indeed socks
0: Ah, so what we're going to do is we're at the Spark question. If you don't know what Spark is, it's from Seek Discomfort, an amazing organization, amazing YouTube channel. You should check them out. They look to promote uh, saying yes uh, to more adventures in life. But their Seek Discomfort question is, are you living the life that you used to dream about?
1: Is anybody? (laughs) Um, At this point, I have to say no. No. I, well, when I was a kid, like you said, you know, we had the, the millennial tunnel trajectory, right? Yeah. And we were going to grow up and this is the way it was going to be. And we were going to have the family and the 2.5 children and the 1.5 dogs in the Pleasant Valley Sunday house.
0: Don't forget the white white picket fence.
1: White picket fence. Please tell me someone out there gets the Pleasant Valley Sunday reference. I just made it the other night, a bunch among, among a bunch of younger millennials and no one knew what I was talking about
0: it's from Pleasantville, right? The, the
1: movie. Uh, further back than that. <laughs> hey,
0: I, then, then I, even as an elder millennial, I, I it could be that I may have missed it.
1: <laughs> that's okay. But anyway, someone out there probably understands what I'm saying. But we had all that pitched to us, and I'm not saying that that's bad. I know people who live that life, and they have wonderful families, and they love it. But I think I would have to say that you know right now with the way the economy has been this is the other side of being a digital entrepreneur if you're a freelancer your client load goes up and down with different things that happen in the market and the economy and you know it's been a little up and down this last year but hasn't everything but as with everything that we were talking about with you know me wanting to write a book and transitioning more to more personal uh, personal writing I think that i'm becoming more comfortable with living what is happening now and i think a lot of that has to do with being a christian and relying on prayer and looking to god to direct things but i'm slowly learning to instead of say well this isn't necessarily where i wanted to be at this point in my life it's like well this is where i am let's see where it goes from here and I think that that is kind of a key in life because it nothing ever goes the way we picture it. I mean, you just have to try to plan a day to know <laughs> that that, especially if you have children, I don't, but I have some friends who have some pretty, I have a nephew. Kids. that's enough. <laughs> I got some friends who got like nine kids, so I can only imagine, um, you'd never have a day go as planned with, you know, what would that make your entire household? Like 11 people. So... <laughs> So I think that that is going to be the way that I go forward is, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And we'll take the next step and see what unfolds.
0: I love it. I, 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 I love that, that it's, I love how you, you, you said like, um, you're not where you were meant to be, where you pictured you would be, but Hey, I'm here. How can I make this the best? I'm already here. Let's try and make it the best. I, I love that attitude. And I think, a lot more people need to think like that. Say, hey, it, it's the journey. It's not the destination. You'll get there eventually. The only journey you really need to know about is your birth and your death. That's the only journey that's secured, right? So the journey, the, anything you picture in your head is just a possibility. And oh, I love it. Oh, my God. I love talking with amazing people. Um Sam, I'm going to jump off because if not, I, we're going to talk for 18 hours and I don't want to steal you for 18 hours because I'm scared of how many socks you're going to actually gr- <laughs> actually knit or cro- micro-crochet. I don't know. Whatever it is that keeps you from fidgeting all the time, I think I may have to start. But the floor is yours. Tell my audience where they can uh, connect with you and have, uh, learn from you. Well. Whoop, wait, wait. Wrong one. There we go.
1: Well. I actually, as part of my journey, have been off the social medias for a while. So if people want to connect with me, they can go to my website, which is modernhealthnerd.com. You can also check out my personal essay newsletter, which is continuedjourney.substack.com. It's called The Journey Continues. And if you just want to touch base or learn any more about what I've been talking about today, you can give me a just shoot me an email, Sam S A M at modernhealthnerd.com. Uh and no, I don't take personal requests for knitting socks. Sorry. Dang it.
0: <sighs> Anyways, since I, yeah. I I've lost the chance of having a personalized knitted sock, which I will cry about later. Um, <laughs> Sam, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, sharing telling us a little bit about what it's like in the long form world. And I uh, can't thank you enough.
1: Well, thanks, Phil. I enjoyed chatting with you.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I was really badly timed to pause so that you could take a sip. Um, But yes, so thank you, Sam. Uh, To my audience, thank you very much for listening. You can find all the links to Sam's stuff in the show notes down below. Go ahead and check it out if you're interested in modern health and veganism and all that fun stuff and plant-based life. I'm pretty sure you can get her ebook it will be down in the in the show notes of course Um, oh
1: yes that's on amazon it's called the whole food plant-based diet guide even the starter guide
0: starter guide there we go so if you want to start being (laughs) 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 it will be in the link down below Uh, i want to thank you very much for uh, listening and remember to always invest in yourself